But what I saw from the uh, Crawford-Spence fight makes me change my mind. I have to, I got to be honest, as good as anyway looked at thrashing your boy, Stephen Fulton, he he walked right through him like he was a uh, wet paper towel. Okay, let's just be real. He he he, he wiped his ass like Stephen Fulton was some toilet paper, like he was like the he last was. piece of toilet paper on the thing. One ply, and yeah, yeah, one ply, and he had to get the most out of it, you yeah, know. One ply, but <laughs> and the thing is though, what made Crawford his performance oh. so spectacular was because I do hold Spence in a higher regard than Stephen Fulton. So going into this fight, I was thinking, okay. I, you know, you know what I thought about anyway. Um, same thing I told you was going to happen with Tank and Garcia. Um, now, as far as uh, as as far as with the with the Crawford thing, I did think that you know Crawford was going to get tested. Like I was like, okay, Spence is going to this is going to be some epic shit, but he's going to take care of his business. I did not expect for him to basically pitch a shutout. Zero. Yeah, because people talking about the first round, uh, you know, watch the fight. Earl Smith didn't win the first round either. Uh, uh, Terrence Crawford, Terrence Crawford set the tone. My scorecard, I had it at ten ten, and that's one thing that I am going to pick up. And and uh, um, I don't like everything he says, but I will agree with Max Letterman on one thing that he made a point. And this was man, maybe a year ago, maybe less than that. But he said, you know, one thing that could improve with the boxing scorecards for the judges, they need to use the entire ten point system you know if it's an even round it don't have to be 9 10 just because it's like oh i got no it can be 10 10 if it was a shitty round you could say it's 9 9 guess what both fighters gave us a dud like both fighters neither one like like uh sometimes when like when rigandow used to fight and it might be like 10 punches thrown the entire round guess what his opponent you didn't do anything and we know rigo's not doing nothing that's a 9 9 round like it's not a ten nine, yeah. Like I'm gonna give you what you deserve. You know, if you don't deserve yeah. a ten round because you didn't perform at like a, a suitable level, you know, I'll even give you a damn nine. I'll give you a nine eight round. Yeah, I'll give you a nine eight round if you're asked. And that's one thing that I think judges like everyone. I've never seen a scorecard other than knockdowns where it's an automatic. They'll give somebody like a ten eight round. Very rarely right. you can you see somebody get their ass beat pillar to post in a round but not get knocked down and they'll get a 10-9 instead of a 10-8 round. You know what? Um, yeah, if somebody bounces you around the ring, you know what I mean, it's not 10-9. That's a 10-8. That might be a 10-7. Like Pacquiao did, uh, like Pacquiao did uh, what's spoken now. Yeah. Adrian Broner. Yeah, That's exactly. Yeah, that was, those are like 10-7 rounds, some of them rounds, without all the knockdowns. Exactly. Some of them knockdown rounds was 10-6 rounds. Like, you gave a piss-poor performance, and you deserve to get scored accordingly. And it's not you mandatory. Yeah, there's no mandatory thing that tells the judges it has to be a 10-9. Motherfucker, guess what? You clearly got your brakes beat off of you in that round. I'm giving you a 10-7 round or a 10-8 round. And now, that's I what got a, people... I got a question for you, Brother Red. Go ahead. I'm posing a good question for you. Go ahead. Anyway, it's going to go ahead and knock out this cat at 126. Oh, he'll unify okay. all those belts. Yeah, he'll be undisputed soon. Yes. So now, he's going to 130. Let's say 
There's a super six at 130. Where is he ranked at? He would probably, well, being the champion, holding all the belts, he's got to get some respect. So just off of GP, uh, he would probably have to be, um, unless the 130 is like there's a unified champion, he would have to be, I'd say, one or two seed because, okay. because so I mean, you, you know, and now if there's like a unified champion where somebody's got multiple belts, that's a one seed. So let's say there's two guys. There's four belts. So if two dudes, let's say two guys are splitting, like two guys got two, another two guys, or, or uh, two guys got two, one guy has one, or what? Or two guys got two, right? That's four belts. Well, those two, two, two guys are automatic top seed. Let's say one guy's got two belts. Maybe another guy's got one. Another guy's got you know one. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I'm probably gonna put anyway above those two guys. He's unified at another weight class. Now that's just me. But I have to look. I mean, I, like off the fly, I really need to look at the one thirty. Um, can you pull up who's at one thirty? If you can pull up who's at one thirty, let's talk about it. Let's see. Um, and while you're doing that, I'll continue real quick. Um, yeah, what what uh, Crawford was able to do was solidify himself amongst, at the very least, he is a top five all time welterweight. At the very least. At the very least, he's, he's right got to, yeah, he's got to be up there with Floyd, uh, Sugar Ray, uh, um, himself, Aaron Pryor. Which again, I listened to that Stephen A. joke, and I hate to you know call you out like that, Stephen A., but not really, because at this point you're a stick. And you know what? I miss the old Sports Center and actually the old ESPN where they have a gang of highlights. And you guys didn't run your mouth so much, and you let the players' actions on the field speak, and you had professional interviewers like Roy Firestone who would sit down like a professional and interview people. I don't want to watch sports to have somebody who don't play the sport try to entertain me because you don't. Okay, right at all. Yeah, that 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 shit's whack, um, and, and really you've lost all your journalistic integrity. So now you're just going off of the connections that you made when you were actually a writer. Cause now it's just all about shtick and ratings and that type of stuff. And it's like, dude, like, you know, at least for me, I, I'm a, I'm more of a purist when it comes to the sports like that. Like, I, you know, I, I miss Charlie Stein. I miss Charlie Steiner and him, you know, remember them dudes yeah. way back in the day. Yeah. I met Bob yeah. Lee, Charlie Steiner. I miss them cats. I mean, these dudes to me are whack. Those cats, are, these cats today are whack. For me. Yeah. So they got, they got Tank at 135, not 130. Yeah, yeah. So tank, yeah, tank is probably too that's big. The, that's too much to ask. So at the 135, they have number five, they have Ryan Garcia. Who's 130? Who's the 130? You're asking this dude to go up from 108 pounds to jump all the way up. And I don't think, and I don't think he's on the cream and clear. I don't think he's pulling no pack yet. I think he's trying to, you know, with age, you know, and he's already 29, so he's not going to get too much more bigger. So who's at 130? You got the champions are. That's Miguel. lightweight. 130 is lightweight, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Miguel Burchett is a WBC. Okay. The he's WBA legit. WBA is Javante Davis. The at WBA. One, 130? Regular title holder. Huh? 130. 130. You okay. got the uh, WBA is Andrew Kaneko. 
Okay. And Masuki Ito, all the, the four belts. So well, everybody all, had a belt. Yeah, and the thing is, I think Tank is just like a title holder who just needs to give up his belt. He know he ain't fighting no 130. He ain't never going back down to no 130 to fight. Um, right. So, okay. So, we might as well move up there. So, so well, then, gonna, then you can, then you can put, really, you can put any way, take Tank out of that mix because Tank ain't fighting at 130. Um, so, out of that, out of those dudes, you have an open belt. So anyway, you know, yeah, he's got to be no lower than third in any type of super six for now. I take that. Well, I would say, um, as far as what dollars and cents, and I think that's what you're alluding to as well. I think the fight that could be made that really, because both of them are hot. One of them coming off of a loss, but he's well regarded, and a lot of motherfuckers don't want to fight him. Although he has been uh, made the uh, mandatory, I believe, for Shakur Stevenson, I think. And that's Vasily yeah. Lomachenko. I think Lomachenko, Lomachenko uh, uh, has fought at 126 and lower. Now I they're going to fight. Now they're going to fight now. Now they're going to fight because Devin Haney went up to 147 to fight Regis Progress. Oh, so Regis now- Progress. So who's the mandatory? Because I know they made somebody the mandatory, Lomachenko the mandatory for one of those cats. It's going to be Shakur. Yeah. Yeah, they're gonna go ahead and fight because Shakur caught him out twice, and he told him he wanted to fight. He wanted to fight Devin first since Devin's running. You know what I mean? It yeah. makes sense to fight the, the best of the best. Yeah, and that makes sense. Now for Lomachenko, um, since I mean, now if if he's not one hundred percent locked into that fight versus contractually, um, uh, if he would chose because he's a European world fighter anyway, if he would choose to fight anyway, like especially in Asia somewhere. <laughs> Those numbers will dwarf it, or you know, because they, they can, man, that's a, that's some Dubai type shit. You know what I mean? Like that's the fight of all fights, right there. Yeah, for them because it's world, and so that's why. Like, and to me, that makes more sense for anyway, in the sense that I'm getting a legitimate guy. You can't nobody say, and yeah, he is a little bit long in the tooth, but not so long in the tooth that you can discount me, and um. For you know, it's really it's not a lose lose for either one. Where sometimes yeah. it's a lose lose. Like when Thurman fought Pacquiao, that was a lose lose for him. If you get beat, look what happened. Now you've been shelved for how long? Right. And if you win, you wouldn't get no props because you beat an old man who couldn't beat Jeff yeah. Horn. You know, so at right. least with Lomachenko, you know he served himself so well in that loss. That it's like, hey, look, there's no shame if, you know, if old boy would to lose to Lomachenko. Hey, you're giving up a lot of size, a lot of experience. Lomachenko is a still at this age, still a, a legitimate threat. You got to respect a legitimate threat. Him. Yeah, legitimate yeah. threat. You got to respect him. So that's more of a win-win for everybody. And the money is such that, dude, they could take that fight overseas. Fuck America. Dude, they could take that fight overseas and do and sell out in five minutes. Oh my God! If they fought in in Europe, really, if they fought in Asia, and like in Japan, and, and and Lomo, and Lomo, I don't think is scared. And Lomo would probably equip himself better than Fulton because he's international, dude. Oh man, yeah. that to me, that would be the fight to make for the little dudes. Would be Loma in any way because the numbers would just be yeah. Our Tank and Lomo, I think Tank. Oh, yeah, Tank Lomo, yeah, because Lomo can sell. Lomo will sell because white people love him and niggas respect him enough and the Mexicans love him. And the Mexicans, yeah. Yeah, you know, so he's, he's, so he's got a following, you know, and that's the thing is 
Inoue is trying to build himself up like a Loma where he can get in a little bit of American fan base to, you know, be able to get. He's getting it. Well, he starts the boy. <laughs> I didn't ask Brother Red. See how we were just going along and then he just threw that in there. That was low blow. That was a real low. That, that was <laughs> that. That was well, you know one thing. You know, you know you. one thing that I can say between both Spence and uh, Fulton, they both looked like they was on something. Like both of them looked like they was kind of stereo eyed. You know, like they just looked like they knew from the from the opening bell from the first punches they didn't have shit coming. That's the problem. Well, you know, That's I think, well, I tell you one thing that you know, and they always try to hate on, and they try to make this false excuse for Pacquiao by the shoulder. And I tell people. Round one, see, Mayweather will do this when he knows he has to. And that's what he did with Pacquiao. That first round, he touched his ass up. Yeah, you know, that's the thing about Mayweather. He has power, but the thing is, his hands are so brittle. It's like he's like a pitcher. Yeah. I'm on a pitch count. I can only throw these hands but so many times. And depending on who it is, sometimes I can just outbox you. I ain't just got a bomb on you. Some of you yeah, cats, I, yeah. I'm going to give you something sharp and quick early to give you a, yeah, you come up in here tonight. Tonight, it's one of these nights I don't mind. If I got to break them, I got to break them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't mind and, breaking and, them. And, dude, I seen it from the first round. I was like, oh, Floyd don't come out like that on the first round too much. First round, Never. he set the tone with Pac. He dotted his ass up the first round. Bring your ass on up in here tonight. Tonight. You bring I'm that you exactly, yeah. and he set the tone from round one. I remember I told my wife and my dad, I was like, "I'm not paying for this fight. They they pay for it." I was like, "I'm not paying for this. Man. I already know what it for." <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was like, "Man, I'm not paying for this, man. You know what Floyd's gonna do? I just, it's just you when does he decide to turn it up? You know, like when does he decide to?" But I was like, "Look, you know, if, if Floyd decides tonight, ain't no pitch count." Or I'm going to, like I said, set the tone early. Walk up in here if you want to. I'm not just going to pepper you. Yeah, I'm not just peppering today. Yeah, I'm not just peppering today. I'm putting a little something behind it today. Yeah. You're going to feel this. Yeah, you're going to feel this. Some of these cats, I can cruise. Like with Canelo, man, like you said, ain't no special effects. That was a a sparring session. Young Buck is going to be great. He's going to be great. But right now, I remember he, he was telling everybody after the fight, I told y'all what this was easy money. But y'all wanted a Mexican to fight me on Cinco de Mayo. So hey, I took the bag. Why not? I'll go ahead and take this 30 million for easy work. Easy work. I won't do it now with him though. Oh hell no. Hey, hey, about three years later, I was like, Floyd, you still fighting? Hey, you got that you still on that contract, your sixth fight. Fuck fucking Berto, nigga. Fight Canelo. Go out with a bang. I want, I want Berto. I want Berto. Berto's faster, stronger. Hey, hey he did. He did I like. A, hey, he did like Apollo. Ain't hey, gonna be no rematch. Although he didn't get beat yeah. up like Rocky beat Apollo, but he was like, he knew. Oh, I'm not gonna let him get seasoning. I won. I'm gone. Yeah. I beat him. I, I got. Well, I got him early. No I got him early. See, and that's what Bomax said about Spence. Y'all try to wait Bud out. Y'all fucked up and let him fill out into this weight. Y'all let him sit at 147 for a good four or five years. And guess what? That's why he's fucking up at 154. Because Bud said, man, I've been struggling at this weight anyway, so 154 is no problem. That's why I'm like, dude. Charlo. Oh, dude, dude. uh, Do you know what? And this is it. I'm glad you pointed out Derrick James. Like I said, we got a lot to unpack on this. And here's the other thing. 
James only produces pressure fighters, stamina and pressure with strength, naturally strong guys who are technically sound, but there's no special effects. Like I say, there's no Willie Jack. I know you listening. Chop, I know you hear me. Willie, like I told you. Willie, you hear Willie, me? Willie, Willie. I know you, you hear, hear me, Will Willie Jack. I know you hear us. Willie, I know you hear Willie, me. I know you hear me, Willie. Like I told you. Ain't no special effect. I done seen this. Like I done seen you, both Willie, of these cats. You, yeah, I done seen both of these cats get tested by mediocre talent and take them to the wall. Like Brian Costanzo, that dude ain't shit. Now, I ain't no professional boxer, so I respect all in the trade. So I ain't, I ain't saying it like that. But I'm talking about as far as professional boxing standards go, Brian Costanzo ain't shit. And any legitimate champion would have chop suey his ass up, and that would have been light work for any motherfucking legitimate champion. That motherfucker would have got chop suey like this. Dude, you light work. In first two, three rounds. And you yeah, light work. And even, if, even if it goes 12, I'm just going to pull a Floyd. I'll just carry you for 12 because you don't took your ass whooping and you're content not to get you know knocked out. And I'm content to just go ahead and get this work and carry you for 12 rounds. But all this, like, dude, no, dude, Brian Costanzo ain't shit. And dudes like that are giving you major big-time problems. I'm sorry, no, no special effects. None. Well, none. so, Brother Red, so I was watching uh, the podcast with Wallow and Gilly. Shout out, shout out to Wallow and Gilly. Word. Oh, Bud, they were talking to Bud about fighting, and guess who called in? Boots. Dude, that's another one. Boots, you'll get your boots smoked. You don't want none of that boots smoke. Said, boots said he been looking for Bud since 2018. Oh, he's got, he's got <laughs> yeah, Boots, come on, bro. You, you're Stephen Fulton, okay? With a little bit more you're pop. Stephen you're Stephen Fulton. You're, you're, you know, I actually know who you are. You're the black Nassim Muhammad uh, back in the day. Oh. You're real flashy and all that shit, and you're fighting a bunch of guys who who um aren't athletically uh as gifted. So you get the clown and showboat and all that. But man, come on, dude! Like your fundamentals ain't there to be trying to be uh, calling a name like Terrence Crawford. You know that that's what I gotta say about Boots, and I love Boots. Very entertaining. But I, I need to see a, a, a little bit level of professionalism as far as uh, your technique and how you apply your trade. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think your know, boots is cold, I, but you know it's like, dude, you're not Roy. Like, you don't have it like Roy to be doing like, half the shit you be doing. You're Earl. You're a, you're a middleweight fighting and walter weight. Well, and he's fighting guys that he's way more athletic than he can take advantage of shit. But like, dude, I'm sorry, all that shit you doing. You couldn't do none of that shit with with Tash Crawford, and if you did, man, no, you'll, no. you'll get smoked, dude. Last, oh, you'll get smoked like a loose leaf cigarette. Road. Yeah, you'll get you'll get. That's what I'm saying, boots. I know you got to talk yourself up, but you know what? Um, there's plenty of guys that you can fight. Um, you know, boots is at the point where you know what, boots. You need to fight. Um, uh, like at least. Hey, uh, now it, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, I may be wrong. But now I know your little dude, uh, that Pitbull Gonzalez. Is he Tank Davis's them size, or is he Boots' size? Who? Uh, that your uh, your little dude, the the Pitbull dude that you like. 
He's a tank side. Okay. But really, and he wants to take again. He called tank out again. Well, dude, man, Pitbull, I'm sorry, bro. Your technique, dude, like you're again, you're just a brawler, but you're not even a skilled brawler. You know what I mean? So, I just, that, see, that, but okay. So, this that, is my thing. Guys like him, if I'm boxing promoters, I want guys like him to fight all the best up and coming oh, fighters. Oh, yeah. To yeah. Be, well, he's a gatekeeper. Yeah, he's a gatekeeper. Yeah, he's a, he's a uh, you know what? And these guys, some of these guys, I'm sorry, that's who you are. You are the Madonnas, the Ghost Guerreros, where, you know what? You, you have the ability, you might rise and get. Uh, and and be that Keith Thurman type of dude where you might hold on a belt, but then you're going to lose it after one or two times you defend it because you're just not like an all-timer. But you might be able to, you know, if you have a performance of a lifetime or if you can turn back the clock. But, yeah, you're a gatekeeper. And that's the thing with Boots. Here, Here's the thing with Boots. Boots, you haven't fought no legitimate gatekeepers. You ain't fought anybody Nobody. that can test you at all. And yet now you want to try to swim in them deepest of waters, and you haven't even gotten to the twelve foot where you jump off uh, the twelve foot diving platform into the deep end of the pool. You haven't even got there yet, and now you're talking about wanting to swim with the sharks. You're not ready for that, bro. But he's gonna, hey, he's gonna have to. Who are who is somebody there. besides Keith Thurman? You know, maybe a Danny Garcia, although I've seen Danny Garcia in the rankings. You know, Danny Garcia is ranked up a middleweight. He done moved up to 160, which, yeah, hey, yeah, hey, now, yeah, you know, if his power can carry, because he can bomb. But, you know, you got to remember, Danny Garcia, dude, he started out as like a junior welterweight. That's what I'm saying. So I'm, I'm wondering, saying. is he kind of letting himself go on his training? Like, Danny, you done got pretty big pretty quick there, brother. Cause you ain't that old. <laughs> hey, I just hey, it's just everybody's trying to run from somebody and don't want to fight nobody. But this guy's gonna have to fight now. You're gonna yeah. have to fight. Yeah, because I saw he was ranked. I think in like the WBC or the WBA rankings, he's ranked like number six at middleweight. I'm like Danny Garcia, what at a middleweight number six in the yeah, world? And I want Bud to fight. I really, I would, I would. You know what? That would be a good tune-up fight. fight. That would be a good tune-up fight, you know, to stay active would be, like, for Bud, a Danny Garcia type of dude. That'd be a damn good tune-up fight for him. I want to see Earl fight Boots. Yeah, you know what? Exactly. That would be a good fight. And then, you know what? And that's really, have a tune-up. Like, yeah, Earl, you fight Boots. And uh, uh, Thurman, you fight Crawford. The winner. Or, or, the winner fight. Yeah. Or or if y'all nah, gonna fight at one fifty, yeah, yeah, it don't matter what weight class it don't Robert really to me. Fight. Yeah, I don't care what huh? weight class you fight your tune up in. But yeah, get you a tune up yeah. in before y'all run it back. Both of you get you a good yeah. tune up in. But you know what? That's something else that nobody has talked about with Crawford and Spence, and that's something else that I felt that Crawford would have an edge is hey, number one, dude, you went through a car going over a hundred miles an hour. Docs, why was why did uh Spence get ejected from a car going over a hundred miles an hour. No seatbelt. But but why? What what happened on that evening? What he was going no on? on but, but what was going on? Was it was it drunk driving? That was the news reports. What is the street report? What's the hood report? That's what Earl that's what Bud say. You're an alcoholic and a smoker. But uh what what was the uh what what does the street say about what, what occurred on on that fateful evening? I was watching that video you sent me. I was watching it, 
I watched the video. And I listened to what Charleston White had to say. Well, what, 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 not just Charleston. With a lot of people, out, what what does the street say? You said you're gonna talk about it. Talk about it. Who, what, I don't want to talk about it, brother Red. I don't want to <laughs> talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. That's my boy. I don't want to talk about it. I'm done talking about it. Matter of fact, hey, everybody, I know about the podcast. Doc is done talking about Earl Spence Jr. Brother Red can keep trying to throw me under the bus and and, and throw low blows. I'm not falling for it. Not falling for it, Brother Red. I am not falling for it. Well, at, at, any, at, at any rate, you know, and Roy talked about this, and so did uh, De La Hoya. When you eject from a car over 100 miles an hour, nobody's body is the same. And another big point that nobody's talked about, you know, Earl or uh, Terrence Crawford took himself a, a, a tune-up fight. Remember when they were supposed to fight and then the fight got called off? Because they couldn't agree to negotiating terms, and then Bud yep. got a deal that secured a bag for him and the other guy through an investment yep. group, and everybody was hating on Bud. You remember all that? Yep. Now, in retrospect, who do you think was the smarter fighter? Uh, Bud, I was the smarter fighter. Bud doesn't do nothing. Bud, a, a straight professional championship prize fighting boxer. Earl's the opposite. That's the difference. Bud sleeps, eats, breathes, thinks, and everything boxing. Earl's a party animal, club, drinking, all of that. Well, and I and think, that's and that's and that's another reason why I was saying with the with really, it seems that Derek James Camp. I hate to say it, man, but like your top three prospects all enjoy all the accoutrements of the game um, a lot, but you know, it's like like you said, they're not in there like. A a a Spence where he eats, sleeps, and shits his craft, you know. And Charlo gonna get knocked out next month by Canelo. He's gonna get knocked out. He's gonna get knocked out in a brutal fashion next month by Canelo, and it's gonna fuck him up mentally as well. He's not gonna be somewhere again because none of these fighters have been beaten like what Earl got done. After that fight, Earl's not the same. Well, no, and, I, and just even going into that fight, I just didn't think that Earl Spence had the tools because, like I told y'all, he had never been tested. Like, he never showed any adaptability. He never showed, hey, I can switch up if I need to or change some things to get a victory. Or but guess I, what? Or guess what, Earl? How about getting somebody out of there a little bit earlier by going ahead and doing a little something to say, okay, you know what? I got you anyway, so let me just go ahead and finish my food. And that's what I'm talking about. A lot of the, and that's one thing I got to give a credit to Tank. Tank, when it's time to finish the food, he finishes his food. Bud, Bud, Bud. Well, Bud too, but Tank does the same thing. When it's but, time to finish my food, I, I finish my but, food. And let me tell you this for the people that don't understand. But Bud is is definitely bad. finishes food. This is how this is how much Bud didn't like Earl. Bud was in Tulsa at a wrestling tournament called the Click Cling Nationals. He got wind that Earl was in Oklahoma City with one of his fighters. He left Tulsa to get to Oklahoma City. That's when you go back and look at YouTube. Him and Earl was in the back of an arena when he grabbed Earl on the fat. That was in Oklahoma City. Oh, okay. he, rides, he looks for Earl and goes finds Earl. That's how much he doesn't like this man. And then he went to this man's house mm. and rung his doorbell. What man do you know is going to go to another man's house to sign a contract and he doesn't do it? 
Well, that Security one guy, come to the door. Well, one guy is serious about wanting to make the fight happen, obviously. Yeah, and one guy wanted just to hold the belts for about four or five years, stack well, the money. Well, I'm going to wait you out like like uh, uh, Mayweather did Pacquiao. And then keep, let me, and then let me keep try to starve you out. Get some belts first before I fight you. Get yeah. some belts before I fight you. Get some belts. Get some belts. Now you got the belts. Now you're not with you on the wrong side. So he left Bob Earl. Now what happened? Look what happened to you, buddy. Look what happened to you, Earl. And you was my guy. Look what happened to you, Earl. I'm mad now, Earl. But guess what, Earl? I get to see Bud pretty soon in Tulsa. I might get you get back for you, brother. But like like Bud say, we can get active. All right. Well, folks, I think that is the perfect ending to this episode of No Vultures. Docs, you want to leave the people with anything? Y'all have a great week. Have a grateful, prosperous month. We'll be catching y'all again. This No Vulture podcast. All right. Do the knowledge. Peace. But what I saw from the uh, Crawford-Spence fight makes me change my mind. I have to, I got to be honest, as good as anyway looked at thrashing your boy. Don't say that. Stephen Fulton, he he walked right through him like he was a uh, wet paper towel. Okay, let's just be real. He 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 wiped his ass like Stephen Fulton was some toilet paper, like he was like the last piece of toilet paper on the thing. One ply, and yeah, yeah, one ply. And he had to get the most out of it, you yeah, know. One ply. But <laughs> and the thing is, though, what made Crawford his performance so spectacular was because I do hold Spence in a higher regard than Stephen Fulton. So going into this fight, I was thinking, okay, I you know you know what I thought about anyway. Um, same thing I told you was going to happen with Tank and Garcia. Um, now, as far as uh, as as far as with the with the Crawford thing, I did think that you know Crawford was going to get tested. Like I was like, okay, Spence is going to this is going to be some epic shit, but he's going to take care of his business. I did not expect for him to basically pitch a shutout. Zero. Yeah, because people were talking about the first round. Uh, no, hey, watch the fight. Earl Smith didn't win the first round either. Uh, uh, Terrence Crawford. Terrence Crawford set the tone. My scorecard. I had it a ten ten, and that's one thing that I am going to pick up. And and uh, um, I don't like everything he says, but I will agree with Max Letterman on one thing that he made a point. And this was man, maybe a year ago, maybe less than that. But he said, you know, one thing that could improve with the boxing scorecards as far as the judges, they need to use the entire ten point system you know if it's an even round it don't have to be 9 10 just because it's like oh i got no it can be 10 10 if it was a shitty round you could say it's 9 9 guess what both fighters gave us a dud like both fighters neither one like like uh sometimes when like when rigandow used to fight and it might be like 10 punches thrown the entire round guess what his opponent you didn't do anything and we know rigo's not doing nothing that's a 9 9 round like it's not a it's ten nine, yeah. Like I'm gonna give you what you deserve, you know. If you don't deserve yeah. a ten round because you didn't perform at like a, a suitable level, you know, I'll even give you a damn you nine. I'll give you a nine eight I round. Eight. Yeah, I'll give you a nine eight round if you're asked. And that's one thing that I think judges like everyone. I've never seen a scorecard other than knockdowns where it's an automatic. They'll give somebody like a ten eight round. Very rarely right. you can you see somebody get their ass beat pillar to post in a round but not get knocked down and they'll get a 10 
nine instead of a 10-8 round. You know what? Um, yeah, if somebody bounces you around the ring, you know what I mean? It's not 10-9. That's a 10-8. That might be a 10-7. Like Pacquiao did, uh, like Pacquiao did, uh, what's spoken now? Yeah. Adrian Broner. Yeah, That's exactly. Yeah, that was, those are like 10-7 rounds, some of them rounds, yeah, without so all the knockdowns. Level. Exactly. Some of them knockdown rounds was 10-6 rounds. Like, you gave a piss-poor performance, and you deserve to get scored accordingly. And it's not you mandatory. Yeah, there's no mandatory thing that tells the judges it has to be a 10-9. Guess what? You clearly got your brakes beat off of you in that round. I'm giving you a 10-7 round or a 10-8 round. And now, that's I what a, people... I got a question for you, Brother Red. Go ahead. I'm posing a good question for you. Go ahead. Anyway, it's going to go ahead and knock out this cat at 126. Oh, he'll unify okay. all those belts. Yeah, he'll be undisputed soon. Yes. So now, he's going to 130. Let's say there's a Super 6 at 130. Where is he ranked at? He would probably, well, being the champion, holding all the belts, he's got to get some respect. So just off of GP, uh, he would probably have to be, um, unless the 130 is like there's a unified champion, he would have to be, I'd say, one or two seed. Because, okay, because so I mean, you, to- you know, and now if there's like a unified champion where somebody's got multiple belts, that's a one seed. So let's say there's two guys, there's four belts. So if two dudes, let's say two guys are splitting, like two guys got two, another two guys, or, or uh, two guys got two, one guy has one, or what, or two guys got two, right? That's four belts. Well, those two, two, two guys are automatic top seed. Let's say one guy's got two belts. Maybe another guy's got one. Another guy's got, you know, one. Yeah, yeah. you know what? I'm probably going to put anyway above those two guys. He's unified at another weight class. Now, that's just me. But I'd have to look. I mean, like off the fly, I really need to look at the 130. Um, Can you pull up who's at 130? If you can pull up who's at 130, let's talk about it. Let's see. Um, And while you're doing that, I'll continue real quick. yeah, what what uh, Crawford was able to do was solidify himself amongst, at the very least, he is a top five all-time welterweight, at the very least. At the very least. He he's, he's right got, yeah, he's got to be up there with Floyd, uh, Sugar Ray, uh, um, himself, Aaron Pryor, which – Again, I listened to that Stephen A. joke, and I hate to you know call you out like that, Stephen A., but not really, because at this point you're a stick. And you know what? I miss the old Sports Center and actually the old ESPN, where they had a gang of highlights, and you guys didn't run your mouth so much, and you let the players' actions on the field speak, and you had professional interviewers like Roy Firestone who would sit down like a professional and interview people. I don't want to watch sports to have somebody who don't play the sport try to entertain me because you don't. Okay. Right, at all. Yeah, that, 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 that shit's whack. Um, and, and really, you've lost all your journalistic integrity. So now you're just going off of the connections that you made when you were actually a writer. Because now it's just all about shtick and ratings and that type of stuff. And it's like, dude, like, you know, at least for me, I, I'm a, I'm more of a purist when it comes to the sports like that. Like, I, you know, I, I miss Charlie Thanks. Steiner. I miss Charlie Steiner and him. You know, remember them dudes yeah. way back in the day? Yeah. I met Bob exactly. Lee, Charlie Steiner. I miss them cats. 
I mean, these dudes to me okay. are whack. Those cats are these cats today are whack. For me. So they got they got tank at one thirty five, not one thirty. Yeah, yeah, so tank yeah, tank is the, probably too big. The, that's too much to ask. So at the one thirty five, they have number five, they have Ryan Garcia. Who's one thirty? Who's the one thirty? You're asking this dude to go up from hundred and eight pounds to jump all the way up. And I don't think and I don't think he's on the cream and clear. I don't think he's pulling no pack yet. I think he's trying to, you know, with age, you know, and he's already twenty nine, so he's not gonna get too much more bigger. So who's at one thirty? You got the champions are That's Miguel. lightweight. One thirty's lightweight, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's you got right. Miguel Burchett is a WBC. Okay. The He's WBA legit. is Javante Davis. The at WBA. One, 130? Regular title holder. Huh? 130. 130. Okay. You got the WBA is Andrew Kaneko. Okay. And Masuki Ito. All the, the four belts. So well, everybody all, got a belt. At yeah. And the thing is, I think Tank is just like a title holder. Who just needs to give up his belt? He know he ain't fighting no one thirty. He ain't never going back down to no one thirty to fight. Um, right. So okay. So we might as well move up there. So. So well then, then, gonna, then you can then you can put really, you can put anyway take Tank out of that mix because Tank ain't fighting one thirty. Um, so out of that, out of those dudes, you have an open belt. So anyway, you know, yeah, he's got to be no lower than third in any type of super six for now. I'll take that. Well, I would say um, as far as what dollars and cents, and I think that's what you're alluding to as well, I think the fight that could be made that really, because both of them are hot, one of them coming off of a loss, but he's well-regarded, and a lot of motherfuckers don't want to fight him, although he has been uh, made the uh, mandatory, I believe, for Shakur Stevenson, I think, and that's Vasily Lomachenko. I think Lomachenko, Lomachenko, uh, uh, has fought at 126 and lower. Now I think- they're going to fight. Now they're going to fight now. Now they're going to fight because Devin Haney went up to 147 to fight Regis Progress. Oh, so Regis now- Progray. So who's the mandatory? Because I know they made somebody the mandatory, Melomachenko, the mandatory for one of those cats. It's going to be Shakur. Yeah, yeah. They're going to go ahead and fight because Shakur caught him out twice. And he told he wanted to fight. He wanted to fight Devin first since Devin's running. You know what I mean? It just yeah. makes sense to fight the, the best of the best. Yeah, and yeah, that makes sense. Now, for Lomachenko, um, since, I mean, now, if, if he's not 100% locked into that fight versus contractually, um, uh, if he would chose, because he's a European world fighter anyway, if he would choose to fight anyway, like, especially in Asia somewhere, those numbers will dwarf it, or, you know, because they can, man, that's, that's some Dubai type shit. You know what I mean? Like that's the fight of all fights right there. Yeah, for them because it's world, and so that's why. Like, and to me, that makes more sense for anyway in the sense that I'm getting a legitimate guy. You can't nobody say. And yeah, he is a little bit long in the tooth, but not so long in the tooth that you can discount me. And um, for you know, it's really it's not a lose lose for either one. Where sometimes yeah. it's a lose lose. Like when Thurman fought Pacquiao, that was a lose lose for him. If you get beat, look what happened. Now you've been shelved for how long? Right. And if you win, you wasn't going to get no props because you beat an old man who couldn't beat Jeff yeah. Horn. You know? So at right. least with Lomachenko, you know, he served himself so well in that loss that it's like, hey, look, there's no shame if, you know, if 
old boy with to lose to Lomachenko. Hey, you're giving up a lot of size, a lot of experience. Lomachenko is a still at this age, still a, a legitimate threat. You gotta uh, respect a legitimate him. threat. Yeah, legitimate yeah. threat. You gotta respect him. So that's more of a win-win for everybody. And the money is such that, dude, they could take that fight overseas. Fuck America. Dude, they could take that fight overseas and do and sell out in five minutes. Oh my God. If they fought in in Europe, really, if they fought in Asia, and like in Japan, and, and, and Lomo, and Lomo, I don't think is scared. And Lomo would probably equip himself better than Fulton because he's an international dude. Oh man. Yeah. That to me, that would be the fight to make for the little dudes, would be Loma in any way because the numbers would just be. Yeah. Are Tank and Lomo? I think Tank. Oh, yeah, Tanker Lomo. Yeah, because Lomo can sell. Lomo will sell because white people love him and niggas respect him enough and the Mexicans love him. And the Mexicans, yeah. Yeah, you know, so he's, gonna, he's, so he's got a following, you know, and that's the thing is, anyway, is trying to build himself up like a Loma where he can get in a, a little bit of American fan base to, you know, be able to get. He's getting it. Well, he starts the boy. <laughs> I didn't ask Brother Red, see how we were just going along, and then you just threw that in there. That was a low blow. That was a real low. That, that was that, that was a low. Well, you know I one thing. You know, you know you. one thing that I can say between both Spence and uh, Fulton, they both looked like they was on something. Like both of them looked like they was kind of starey eyed. You know, like they just looked eyed. like they knew from the from the opening bell from them first punches they didn't have shit coming. That's the problem. Well, you know, I, well, I tell you one thing that, you know, and they always try to hate on and they try to make this false excuse for Pacquiao by the shoulder. And I tell people round one, see Mayweather will do this when he knows he has to. And that's what he did with Pacquiao. That first round, he touched his ass up. Yeah. You know, that's the thing about Mayweather. He has power, but the thing is his hands are so brittle. It's like, he's like a pitcher. Yeah. I'm on a pitch count. I can only throw these hands but so many times. And depending on who it is, sometimes I can just outbox you. I ain't just got a bomb on you. Some of you yeah, cats, I, yeah. I'm going to give you something sharp and quick early to give you a – yeah, you come up in here tonight. Tonight it's one of these nights I don't mind. If I got to break them, I got to break them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't mind and, breaking them. Yeah. And, dude, I seen it from the first round. I was like, oh, Floyd don't come out like that on the first round too much. First round, Never. he set the tone with Pac. He dotted his ass up the first round. Bring your ass on up in here tonight. Tonight, you bring I'm your ass. Exactly. Yeah. And he set the tone from round one. I remember I told my wife and my dad, I was like, I'm not paying for this fight. They they paid for it. I was like, I'm not paying for this. Man. I already know what it <laughs> you know, I was like, man, I'm not paying for this, man. You know what Floyd's going to do. I just, it's just He's when does he decide to turn it up? You know, like when does he decide to? But I was like, look, you know, if, if Floyd decides tonight ain't no pitch count or I'm going to, like I said, set the tone early, walk up in here if you want to. I'm not just going to pepper you. Yeah, I'm not just peppering today. Yeah, I'm not just peppering today. I'm putting a little something behind it today. Yeah. You, you know, gonna feel this. Yeah, you're gonna feel this. Some of these cats I can cruise. Like with Canelo, man, like you said, you know, special effects. That was a straight a, a sparring session. Young Buck is That's gonna be great. He's gonna be great. But right now, I remember he, he was telling everybody after the fight, I told y'all what this was easy money. But y'all wanted a Mexican to fight me on Cinco de Mayo. So hey, I took the bag. Why not? I'll go ahead and take this 30 million for easy work. Easy work. 
I won't do it now with him, though. Oh, hell no. Hey, hey, about three years later, I was like, Floyd, you still fighting? Hey, you got that, you still on that contract, your sixth fight. Fuck fucking Berto, nigga, fight Canelo. Go out with a bang. I want, I want Berto. I want Berto. Berto's faster, strong. Hey, hey he, did, he, did like a, hey, he did like Apollo. Ain't gonna be no rematch. Although he didn't get beat yeah. up like Rocky beat Apollo, but he was like, he knew, oh, I'm not gonna let him get seasoning. I won, I'm gone. Yeah. I beat him. I got well. I got him early. I got him early. See, and that's what Bomax said about Spence. Y'all try to wait Bud out. Y'all fucked up and let him fill out into this weight. Y'all let him sit at one forty seven for a good four or five years. And guess what? That's why he's fucking up at one fifty four. Because Bud said, "Man, I've been struggling at this weight anyway, so one fifty four is no problem." That's why I'm like, dude, Charlo. Oh, dude, dude. uh, Do you know what? And this is it. I'm glad you pointed out Derek James. Like I said, we got a lot to unpack on this. And here's the other thing. James only produces pressure fighters. Stamina and pressure with strength. Naturally strong guys who are technically sound, but there's no special effects. Like I say, there's no Willie Jack. I know you listening. Chop, I know you hear me. Willie, like I told you. Willie, you hear Willie! me? Willie! Willie! I know you hear me, Willie. Willie, Jack, I know you hear me. Willie, I know you hear me, Willie. Like I told you, ain't no special effect. I done seen this. I done seen both of these cats. Yeah, I done seen both of these cats get tested by mediocre talent and take them to the wall. Like Brian Costanzo, that dude ain't shit. Now, I ain't no professional boxer, so I respect all in the trade. So I I ain't saying it like that. But I'm talking about as far as professional boxing standards go, Brian Costanzo ain't shit, and any legitimate champion would have chop suey his ass up, and that would have been light work for any motherfucking legitimate champion. That motherfucker would have got chop suey like this. Dude, you light work. In first two, three rounds. You yeah, light work. It, even, if, even if it goes 12, I'm just going to pull a Floyd. I'll just carry you for 12 because you don't took your ass whooping and you're content not to get you know knocked out. And I'm content to just go ahead and get this work and carry you for 12 rounds. But all this, like, dude, no, dude. Brian Costanzo ain't shit. And dudes like that are giving you major big-time problems. I'm sorry, no, no special effects, none. Well, none. So, brother Red. So I was watching uh, the podcast with Wallow and Gilly. Shout out! Shout out to Bob, they had Wallow, Wallow and Gilly. Word. So Bud, they were talking to Bud about fighting, and guess who called in? Boots. Dude, that's another one. Boots, you'll get your boots smoked. You don't want none of that Boots smoke. Boots said he's been looking for Bud since 2018. Oh, he's got, he's <laughs> got, yeah, Boots, come on, bro. You, you're Stephen Fulton, okay? With a little bit more you're pop. Stephen you're Stephen Fulton. You're, you're, you know, I actually know who you are. You're the black Nassim Muhammad uh, back in the day. You're real flashy and all that shit, and you're fighting a bunch of guys who, who um aren't athletically uh as gifted so you get the clown and showboat and all that but man come on dude like your fundamentals ain't there to be trying to be uh calling a name like terrence crawford you know that that's what i gotta say about boots and i love boots very entertaining but i i need to see a a little bit level of professionalism as far as uh your technique and how you apply your trade 
You know what I'm saying? Like, I think you know, boots is cold, I, but you know, it's like, dude, you're not Roy. Like, you don't have it like Roy to be doing like, half the shit Earl. you be doing. You're Earl. You're a, you're a middleweight fighting at welterweight. Well, and he's fighting guys that he's way more athletic than he can take advantage of shit. But like, dude, I'm sorry, all that shit you doing. You couldn't do none of that shit with with Tash Crawford, and if you did, man, no, you'll, no. you'll get smoked, the dude. Night before last, oh, you'll get smoked like a loose leaf cigarette. Road. Yeah, you'll get you'll get. That's what I'm saying, boots. I know you got to talk yourself up, but you know what? Um, there's plenty of guys that you can fight. Um, you know, boots is at the point where you know what, boots. You need to fight, um, uh, like at least. Hey, uh, now it, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, I may be wrong. But now I know your little dude, uh, that Pitbull Gonzalez. Is he Tank Davis's them size or is he Boots' size? Who? Um, that your uh, your little dude, the the Pitbull dude that you like. <laughs> He's a uh, Tank size. Okay, but really, and he wants Tank again. He called Tank out again. Well, dude, man, Pitbull, I'm sorry, bro. Your technique, dude, like you, you're again, you're just a brawler, but you're not even a skilled brawler. You know what I mean? So I just that, see, that, but okay. So this that, is my thing. Guys like him, if I'm about to promoters, I want guys like him to fight all the best up and coming oh, fighters yeah, to try yeah. to be. Well, he's a gatekeeper. That, yeah, that, he's a gatekeeper. Yeah, he, he's a, he's a uh, you know what? And these guys, some of these guys, I'm sorry, that's who you are. You are the Madonnas, the Ghost Guerreros, where, you know what? You you have the ability, you might rise and get uh, and, and be the Keith Thurman type of dude where you might hold on a belt, but then you're going to lose it after one or two times you defend it because you're just not like an all-timer. But you might be able to, you know, if you have a performance of a lifetime or if you can turn back the clock. But, yeah, you're a gatekeeper. And that's the thing with Boots. Here, Here's the thing with Boots. Boots, you haven't fought no legitimate gatekeepers. You ain't fought anybody Nobody. that can test you at all, and yet now you want to try to swim in them deepest of waters, and you haven't even gotten to the twelve foot where you jump off uh, the twelve foot diving platform into the deep end of the pool. You haven't even got there yet, and now you're talking about wanting to swim with the sharks. You're not ready for that, bro. He's gonna, hey, he's gonna have to. Who are who is somebody besides Keith Thurman? You know, maybe a Danny Garcia. Although I've seen Danny Garcia in the rankings. You know, Danny Garcia is ranked up a middleweight. He done moved up to one sixty. Which, yeah, hey, yeah, hey, now, yeah, you know, if his power can carry, because he can bomb, but, you know, you got to remember, Danny Garcia, dude, he started out as, like, a junior welterweight. That's what I'm saying. So, what I'm, I'm wondering, is he kind of letting himself go on his training? Like, Danny, you done got pretty big pretty quick there, brother, because you ain't that old. <laughs> hey, I just, hey, it's just everybody's trying to run from somebody. And don't want to fight nobody, but this guy's gonna have to fight now. You're gonna yeah. have to fight. Yeah, because I saw he was ranked. I think in like the WBC or the WBA rankings, he's ranked like number six at middleweight. I'm like Danny Garcia, what at middleweight number six in the yeah, world? And I won't budge to fight. I really, I would, I would. You know what? That would be a good tune-up fight. fight. That would be a good tune-up fight. You know, to stay active would be like for Bud, a Danny Garcia type of dude. That'd be a damn good tune-up fight for him. I want to see Earl fight who. Yeah, you know what? Exactly. That would be a good fight. And then, you know what? And that's really, have a tune-up. Like, yeah, Earl, you fight Boots. And uh, uh, Thurman, you fight Crawford. The winner. 
or or yeah or or if y'all gonna fight at one fifty yeah yeah it don't matter what weight class it don't really to me yeah I don't care what weight class you fight your tune up in but yeah get you a tune up in before y'all running back both of you get you get tune up in but you know what that's something else that nobody has talked about with Crawford and Spence and that's something else that I felt that Crawford would have an edge is a number one. Dude, you went through a car going over a hundred miles an hour. Docs, why was why did uh Spence get ejected from a car going over a hundred miles an hour? No seatbelt. But but why? What what happened on that evening? What he was going no on? on but, but what was going on? Was it was it drunk driving? That was the news reports. What is the street report? What's the hood report? That's what Earl that's what Bud say. You're an alcoholic and a smoker. But uh, what what was the uh, what what does the street say about what what occurred on on that fateful evening? I was watching that video you sent me. I was watching it. I watched the video. And I listened to what Charleston White had to say. Well, what what, what, what not just Charleston? What there are a lot of people. Out, what what does the street say? You said you're gonna talk about it. Talk about it. Who? What, I don't want to talk about it, brother Red. I don't want to <laughs> talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. That's my boy. I don't want to talk about it. I'm done talking about it. Matter of fact. Hey, everybody, I know about this podcast. Doc's done talking about Earl Spence Jr. Brother Red can keep trying to throw me under the bus and, and, and throw low blows. I'm not falling for it. Not falling for it, Brother Red. I am not falling for it. Well, at, at, any, at, at any rate, you know, and Roy talked about this, and so did uh, De La Hoya. When you eject from a car over 100 miles an hour, nobody's body is the same. And Another big point that nobody's talked about, you know, Earl or uh, Terrence Crawford took himself a, a, a tune-up fight. Remember when they were supposed to fight and then the fight got called off because they couldn't agree in negotiating terms? And then Bud yep. got a deal that secured a bag for him and the other guy through an investment yep. group and everybody was hating on Bud. You remember all that? Yep. Now, in retrospect, who do you think was the smarter fighter? Uh, Buzz, I was just for a fighter. Bud doesn't do nothing. Bud, uh, a straight professional championship prize fighting boxer. Earl's the opposite. That's the difference. Bud sleeps, eats, breathes, thinks, and everything boxing. Earl's a party animal, club, drinking, all of that. Well, and I and think that's the difference. And that's and that's another reason why I was saying with the with really it seems that Derek James Camp. I hate to say it, man, but like your top three prospects. All enjoy all the accoutrements of the game um, a lot, but you know it's like like you said they're not in there like a, 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 a Spence where he eats, sleeps, and shits his craft. You know, and Charlo gonna get knocked out next month by Canelo. He's gonna get knocked out. He's gonna get knocked out in a brutal fashion next month by Canelo, and it's gonna fuck him up mentally as well. He's not going to be the same again because none of these fighters have been beaten like what Earl got done. After that fight, Earl's not the same. Well, no, and, I, and just even going into that fight, I just didn't think that Earl Smith had the tools because, like I told y'all, he had never been tested. Like He never showed any adaptability. He never showed, hey, I can switch up if I need to or change some things to get a victory or guess what or guess what earl how about getting somebody out of there a little bit earlier by going ahead and doing a little something to say okay you know what i got you anyway so let me just go ahead and finish my food and that's what i'm talking about a lot of the, and that's one thing i got to give a credit to tank 
Tank, when it's time to finish the food, he finishes his food. Bud, bud, bud. Well, bud too, but Tank does the same thing. When it's bud, time to finish my food, I, I finish you, my bud. food. And let me tell you this for the people that don't understand. But Bud is is definitely bad. finishes food. This is how this is how much Bud didn't like Earl. Bud was in Tulsa at a wrestling tournament called the Click Cling Nationals. He got wind that Earl was in Oklahoma City with one of his fighters. He left Tulsa to get to Oklahoma City. That's when you go back and look at YouTube. Him and Earl was in the back of an arena when he grabbed Earl on the fat. That was in Oklahoma City. Oh, okay. he, he looks for Earl and goes, finds Earl. That's how much he doesn't like this man. And then he went to this man's house mm. and rung his doorbell. What man do you know is going to go to another man's house to sign a contract and he doesn't do it? Well, that one guy, to the door. Well, one guy is serious about wanting to make the fight happen, obviously. Yeah, and one guy wanted just to hold the belt for about four or five years, stack well, the money. Well, I'm going to wait you out like like uh, uh, Mayweather did Pacquiao. And then, keep, let and me, then let me try to starve you out. Get some belts first before I fight you. Get yeah. some belts before I fight you. Get some belts. Get some belts. Now you got the belts. Now you're not with you on the wrong side. So he left Bob Earl. Now what happened? Look what happened to you, buddy. Look what happened to you, Earl. And you was my guy. Look what happened to you, Earl. I'm mad now, Earl. But guess what, Earl? I get to see Bud pretty soon in Tulsa. I might get you get back for you, brother. But like like Bud say, we can get active. All right. Well, folks, I think that is the perfect ending to this episode of No Vultures. Docs, you want to leave the people with anything? Y'all have a great week. Have a grateful, prosperous month. We'll be catching y'all again. This No Vulture Podcast. All right. Do the knowledge. Peace.